What is up, DGAFers? Today, we are literally gracing your presence with someone who has been in our lives for actually a while now, but has recently been in our lives to help us on our own personal healing journeys, healing from diet culture, healing from hustle culture, but also healing maybe some business trauma, money trauma, religious trauma. And she has literally opened our eyes to what healing actually looks like. Yeah, I I could not agree with that more. And I think for a long time in my life, I, all those things you just mentioned, like the religion, the inner child, the diet, the hustle, like all of that seemed like separate little boxes to me. And in working with her, I've realized like, it's really like a big spider web where everything is just intertwined and connected and diet culture shows up over here and religion shows up in hustle culture. And like, it's literally everywhere. It's all connected. Nothing is mutually exclusive. And Mm -hmm. I, before I started my healing journey and really getting deep, um, I thought all of that was just, like you said, separate, mutually exclusive boxes, and they had nothing to do with each other. And honestly, when I treated all of that like that, I was unable to see what healing was like. I was unable to feel what it feels like on the other side when you are more awake. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, for a long time, we we've done a lot of surface level healing. We really have. And I'm very proud of that. And it's been years and years and years of that. And, you know, just thinking about diet culture, like when I'm saying surface level, it was like, you know, first we did the, the beach body route, which healed us from the weight watchers disordered eating route that we had done before that. And then that morphed into having our kids and going the intuitive eating route. And, and really starting to learn more about ourselves. But even that, it, it was still like surface level conscious work that we were doing. A lot of unlearning, a lot of relearning. But once we really started working with, with Jenna Brown, who we're going to bring to you today, I feel like that was when we just kept ripping the layers back and like showing more and more and more. Yeah. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with starting doing surface level work. Right. But just know that it can only take you so far and there will come a point when you only are focusing on surface level healing that you're going to be like slamming up against a brick wall. Like you're not going to really get anywhere anymore. And think about this in terms of like dieting, when people say like they plateau, you know, when you keep doing the same things over and over again, and you're not really tearing down the layers and maybe shifting and pivoting and trying different things that maybe are uncomfortable for you, you're going to keep staying the same. And that's what happened to, to Jenna and I, you know, we definitely went, we read the intuitive eating book. We went through the workbook together. We really held each other accountable with intuitive eating. And that was very powerful. It definitely was. Um, but it wasn't the end all be all. And we thought maybe it would be, Mm -hmm. but we fucking quickly realized that it was literally the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. And then we added cycle syncing in, which was also really awesome because that helped us heal like the hustle culture aspects in terms of workouts where we like had to show up every single day. And like, that has been amazing too. But again, that was like, like 
more than the tip of the iceberg, but not quite under the water yet. <laughs> like it was still, still pretty surfacey. Yeah. I think those definitely, those two things were super beneficial, but also there's no, it wasn't under the water. It's above yeah. water. Yeah. And everyone's at a different point, definitely in where they want to take their healing journey. And for us at that time, I think the reason a, we took that first was because we didn't know anything else. Mm -hmm. Also, I don't know. Cause when we talk about all the, um, boxes that we thought were mutually exclusive, a lot of those boxes, like religious trauma for me, I was completely ignoring mm -hmm. pretty much for my entire life. When I started questioning things, I just kept pushing it to the back burner. And then when I finally like addressed that and started like, okay, I need to kind of discover, this is just my personal experience, discovering a little bit more about why do I have this religious trauma? What does my spiritual walk look like? Do I even have a spiritual walk? Like I needed to kind of figure that out and I'm still figuring that out. I don't have it figured out, but I'm way leaps and bounds to where I was literally like even a week ago. Mm -hmm. And I think because I was avoiding some of the boxes, I wasn't able to wrap my head around deeper stuff because yeah. I didn't have faith that deeper stuff worked. I've had faith that only surface level shit worked. And when you don't go deep within your own soul, you only focus on surface level shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So wow. what are you avoiding? What are mm -hmm. you, what has been something that you is like kind of like this cloud that's and it, mine was religious trauma, but yours could be something completely different but you're like, Oh, I need to figure this out, but I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. not going to, I can almost guarantee you that thing you're avoiding is keeping you surface level. Yep. Yeah, it is. You're so, you're so right. And that's where, you know, thinking about our in sync program that we have coming up starting mid November, it, it's really like a combination of that surface level stuff. And it's an intro into like the deep stuff, but we also get deep in there. So we're doing intuitive eating, we're doing cycle syncing, but we're also, we are working with Jenna Brown during this course, who you're going to hear from today. And she's a subconscious healer and inner child expert. And she's bringing that subconscious therapy into this group, which is going to be, it's going to be a missing piece that you need hundred percent. So if you are someone who is really interested in living a more intuitive lifestyle, you wouldn't be listening to us if you weren't, mm -hmm. maybe you've tried a couple surface level stuff. Maybe you haven't, maybe you have dabbled in intuitive eating. Maybe you have dabbled in cycle syncing. Maybe you have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. What is cycle syncing and what is intuitive eating? I don't know. It depends on where you are on the spectrum. Um, but this deep healing work that Jenna, that has gifted our program, because we asked her, like, you've helped us so much. You're still helping us. We're still working with her one-on-one. -on -one. Um, you've helped us so much. We need to have you help our clients as well. And how can we do that? And so what we did for our InSync 12-week group healing program is we actually had her record some videos that we're going to have in our group that we're going to work through together. So there's, I think three more instructional videos that she has, um, just educating you more so on your brain because our brain is very complex. And actually it's very complex, but it's also not, 
mm-hmm. in a way. Um, but understanding how it works and understanding how cycles and patterns are developed in your life, how habits, all of that stuff's d- developed mm-hmm. is very powerful information that we're not really taught in school. Mm-hmm. At least I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that this is like the missing link in education, honestly. I do too. And she also is going to educate you about your nervous system and how, you know, when you're feeling stressed and anxious and overwhelmed and just constantly like questioning everything that you're doing and you're trapped in this like fight or flight response or even the freeze response. It's a huge part of this. So she's going to teach you how to rewire your nervous system and give you some practices so that when you feel because you're going to be able to feel those things happen now, once you're aware, it's like one of those things where, you know, once you know it, you can't unknow it. Once you feel it, you can't unfeel it. And when those things happen, she's, you're going to have the tools you need to bring yourself back to the present. Yeah. So if obviously we're going to let you listen to this, cause I, I mean, we could talk for days about how wonderful this process is and how much it's really helped us, but you just have to experience her energy because mm-hmm. Honestly, and we've been talking about this recently, I don't work with people unless I want to be in their energy. And it's funny because Jenna and I actually hired her for some like business coaching stuff as well. And we just love her energy so much. We had no fucking clue what her business coaching program even was. We were just like, sign me up. I don't care what the hell you're teaching me. I just need to be around you. I'm going to be completely honest. I mean, we start with our next Friday in this, this group setting. And like, I don't know, I couldn't tell you one module that she has in her course. I don't know, but I have no idea. I just want to be in her energy and I, I love what she's about. And I just know that she can help me. I just feel that. So like, here's my card, sign me up. Let's do this. Well, that's been a huge lesson for me. We're going to get into this episode. I promise in like two seconds, that was one huge lesson for me is because before I started doing deeper work, before I started, you know, working through my religious trauma, before I started doing subconscious healing with diet and hustle culture and business, I would go and find someone to work with based off of their qualification, based off of their modules, based off the details, right? Yeah. Yep. And yeah. The things that I invested in, I talked about this in our stories the other day, were still beneficial. I mean, they still helped me get to where I am today. But now that I understand it's not really about the details, it's about wanting to be in the energy of someone where you want to like live the way that they're living. Mm -hmm. And if Mm -hmm. you feel that with somebody, you need to fucking hire them. Yeah. Because that's where life changing results come from is when you're so fucking in someone's energy and magnetized by them that you're like, I need what the fuck juice they're drinking because I need to be around that. Then you need to hire them. Don't fucking question it. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So in this episode, we talked to Jenna and you're going to hear her story. You're also going to hear kind of the the basics about masculine energy versus feminine energy. And she just really explains all of this in a way that is just very understandable, even if you're brand new to this. So when you listen, if this is something that is like, fuck, yeah, I need to be in Jenna's energy. I need to be in Lauren in other Jenna's energy. We have two Jenna's. (laughs) If you are feeling the vibe and you are just like, it's just this feeling that you get in your body and I can't really explain it. Then you need to join us for our 12 week group healing program in sync. We are going to link the information page in our show notes. It's also in our bio. 
when you are going through the page, okay, you can read all the details if you feel like it. If you're like, I don't need to fucking read anything because I just want to be around this energy, then don't. We don't care. Go all the way down to the bottom of the page. There's going to be two options, okay? Well, there's technically three, but there's two options in order to get signed up. So this is a 12-week group healing uh, container, environment, experience, whatever you want to say. We're going to meet 12 times over the months of November through January, February-ish, just because of holidays. It might be a teeny bit longer than 12 weeks. So you can come for the group. So there's a group option where you can join the group, be a part of the community, get on the calls with us. We have a group connection thread so that you can be in contact with us all the time. You can be in contact with other members. It's going to be very intimate, very small, no more than 10 people. Um, So it's a very safe environment. So you can join that group or you can join the group and add on one-on-one personal sessions with Jenna Lockhart (laughs) and I, Lauren, to meet with you four times throughout the actual 12 weeks and we'll meet for 45 minutes each. So if the group's going to be powerful on its own, so if that's calling you, do the group on its own. But the group plus one-on-one is going to be for people who are like, I need your fucking energy around me all the time and I need to be where you guys are. Highly recommend booking the one with one-on-one calls. So you have to actually click those two buttons. There's two buttons at the bottom of the screen on that page. And that will tell you the value and how much this costs. This Mm -hmm. is a definite high touch investment, but it's fucking worth it for you. You sum that up perfectly. And I don't think we have anything else to say about that. So, all right, let's do this. Welcome to the Demand Growth Act Fearlessly podcast brought to you by Lauren Mayer and Jenna Lockhart. You guys, we are just two average girls who realized that the only way to truly live an exceptional life was to fight through our fears and never give up on our dreams. So when you hang with us, you're going to hear it all. The good, the bad, the the ugly, and everything in between. As our loyal listeners, you're going to be known as a dga effer. like don't give a bleep or get it. <laughs> oh, but really, we want you to think about this because you're one of two types. You're either a dga effer who doesn't realize the importance of living a life of growth or change, or you're a dga effer who doesn't give a bleep what it takes to reach your goals. Our hope is that we can turn you into the latter if you're not already there. We are here today with our friend, Jenna Brown. Jenna, thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited to have this conversation. And Lauren and I had plans to record an episode talking about masculine energy and feminine energy and just really the basics of what that is. And immediately we're like, we're not the people that should talk about this. <laughs> like, we, we need to invite Jenna on to talk about this just because your story with all of this as well, I think it's just going to resonate with so many women, so many moms. So can you just, I don't know if you want to introduce yourself or just jump into masculine and feminine. Yes. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to be here today with you and everyone that's listening. My name is also Jenna, which I love meeting fellow Jennas. It's the best. Um, And today I am coming to you to really bring some insight into the masculine and feminine and really what our subconscious is. And um, I work primarily with women, although I do have men clients. 
And um, I love working with energetics. So I do a lot of different healing aspects within the energetic field, but as well as with your subconscious. So the part of your life that is under your level of awareness, um, so many things. So I'm excited to just kind of like get going. So you lead me, Jenna, and tell me where do you want me to start? Because, you know, I could do all the things. I know we just, we just had a conversation and it's funny because Lauren and I call Jenna the subconscious healer and inner child expert, because that's, that's your role in our partnership. That's how you help us help our clients when we work one-on-one together. And we just asked Jenna, like, well, what's, what's your title? She's, and she's like, I don't have a lot of things with a lot of people. (laughs) And it's it's true. It's so feminine. (laughs) Yeah. Because you're feminine, you're flowy. And so Lauren and I have talked a little bit on some of our podcast episodes about how we were very, very masculine in the way that we approached our lives and following you has helped us really learn to embrace our feminine side. And so can you just give some basic examples of what that means to live your life in the masculine versus live your life in the feminine? Totally. Okay. So first off, if you've never heard about masculine and feminine energy and you're like, what are they talking about? Um, essentially we are all made up of energy, right? Like we all know this on some level, we were taught it in science class, although we probably just skipped over it, but we are all energy, right? Like the desk that I'm sitting at is energy. You are energy. I am energy at the core base of us. Everything is energy. And there's essentially all of these, um, if you've ever heard of universal laws, like gravity, there's also universal laws when it comes to energy. And we are all made up of both masculine and feminine energy. That doesn't necessarily mean like male and female. Um, You could also think of it as yin and yang energy. Um, If that's helpful for you, it doesn't have to be super binary, but I use the words masculine and feminine. So feminine, we'll start with masculine energy, actually. Masculine energy actually like is at the root of your body. It's like the very, the very base of your survival. So when we're talking about masculine energy, we're talking about like exertion. We're talking about penetration. We're talking about um, energy that is direct, that is forward moving. That's a little bit more linear. We're talking about action, right? Um, and we're talking about energy that is more, um, like direct. I know I already said direct, but it's like, if you can almost even picture it in your body when you're doing something like even like going to wash the dishes or you're going to change a diaper or you're going to go do your workout or you're going to like create a to-do list or whatever, all of those things are very masculine energy. Oh, go ahead. I think like checklists, like crossing things off the list, like just go, 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 do, 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 just taking a lot of action. Yep. Yep. Yep super action oriented. Mm -hmm. Um, this is like the world that we are essentially brought up in is like, this is what is of value. This is how you're successful as a human being. This is how you're successful in business. Right. Um, because if you think about it, the world that we're living in currently was pretty much shaped consciously by men. Right. And most of them being wounded men. So they have what we call as wounded masculine energy, where it's more dominance power formulated um, rather than feminine honoring. What were you going to say? Okay. When you're talking about wounded masculine, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. what does that even mean? Because if, you're, if anyone's new to this energy talk, they're probably like, like what are you talking okay. about? <laughs> okay. Let me do feminine first and I'll come back to that. 
Okay. Okay. Hold on to that. Don't forget it. Got it. Okay. So feminine energy then, cause I want to make sure we understand like what these look like in our lives. So feminine energy is your receptive energy. This is you receiving. This is you resting. This is you playing. This is you having fun. Um, this is you like reading your favorite book or sitting on a beach and relaxing or taking a bath at night or receiving money or receiving pleasure, receiving an orgasm. All of these things are feminine in nature. If you think about it, kids naturally come here into this world pretty feminine, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. I have three children. My kids come in super feminine, whether they're, I have two, a boy and two girls and they're, they, all they want to do is play. They're not interested in having to do lists and like solving ro- the world's pains, right? So we come in here naturally feminine. And then what happens is we learn, here comes the inner child healing expert for you, is we learn at those really young ages that that's not acceptable, right? Like it's not acceptable for you to want to play longer, get your shoes on so we can go do this thing. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, little child, Jenna, right? Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And our very first, uh, like, this is literally how we're trained from the time we're five years old is people start asking kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? And we are supposed to equate that to something that we do, (laughs) which is so fascinating because it kind of brings it full circle to before we even got on this call, Jenna and Lauren are like, what do you, like, how do you introduce yourself? And I just say, I just introduce myself as Jenna and then whoever the people need me to be on their podcast in their life, right? Because I show up to serve and I flow through these different kind of hats, just like a mom would, if you're a mom, you know, you have a lot of freaking hats. Mm-hmm. Um, am I allowed to swear on this? Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. I like swear all the time and I'm like, shit, I don't know if I it's called like, DJF our podcast. So okay. you're <laughs> okay. good. Got it. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So anyways, um, what was I saying? I got distracted. Oh, so the feminine, like naturally she flows, right? So she naturally wears a lot of hats. If you just think of you like as a woman, if you're a woman listening to this, you have a lot of fucking hats in your life, correct? Yep. So anyways, that's something that I've embraced even in my business is like that I am a lot of different things to a lot of different people and that's okay for me, right? But these core aspects of masculine and feminine. Okay, so we have the feminine receiving energy. We have the masculine doing energy. We have been raised that the value in our society is only on doing, right? From that very young age. Yeah. Who are you going to be equals what are you going to do? Which is two totally different, like opposite things. So can you see how even in our subconscious mind, so the mind that's under our awareness, that's already fucked up, right? Like who we are being is what we are doing, but those are two separate things. We should actually be doing according to our being of who we are, but we are so, as adults, we're so disconnected from the beingness of who we are, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. how this kind of manifests in adulthood, which is what probably a lot of you guys as listeners are moving through is especially kind of knowing where the ideal client of Jenna and Lauren Lauren comes from and knowing their stories and knowing my story, which I'll share in a minute, is we have become hyper-masculine, which is also known as wounded masculine. Mm -hmm. And what that means is essentially we learn at such a young age that it's not safe to be in our heart. It's not safe to be vulnerable. It's not safe to receive. It's not safe to be um, just surrendered to life and experience everything that there is, right? It's not safe to feel like how many of us were allowed to really feel as children, right? Mm -hmm. And so what happens is 
is I always tell everyone, like you are actually, everyone thinks that we're like grown ass adults making grown ass decisions with our grown ass businesses. Mm -hmm. But the truth is we're all little kids. We are all eight-year-olds with grown up meat suits on. Like that is the truth. I always tell my clients, I'm like, there is no exception to this. Anyone listening, there's no exception to this. Every single person, the president, the, I mean, everyone, every single person, unless they're doing subconscious healing work, we're all operating from this inner child within us because how our brain works is we're essentially subconscious. So like under how we come in is totally subconscious. So anything that happens to us is like, we're just an open sponge. Like we just literally come in and anything that happens to us is completely literal and it's completely like, okay, say dad doesn't want to pay attention to us. That means that that's our fault. And therefore masculine energy isn't emotionally nurturing. And therefore I need to change the way that I am in order to receive love. Okay. I'm sure a lot of women can relate to that example. Yeah. yeah. So we think we grow up and we grow out of that and time heals all wounds. But the truth is, is once you're eight years old, that subconscious mind pretty much like closes up. I mean, not closes up, but it, it becomes like solidified. And this is what we think our personality is and what our reality is and who we are. But the truth is, is who we think we are is actually shaped by all of the programming that was put on us by our parents, by who we were expected to be, by our society, by um, whoever. So why I'm saying that is because when we look at masculine and feminine, feminine dynamics, we only are operating this way in this hyper masculine wounded aspect of, I have to do this. I have to perform this way. I have to be perfect. I have to like be the best mom and do the best workouts and eat the best food and all these things. Not because anything is wrong with us, but because there's this little girl version inside of us that desperately wants to be loved and approved of. And the only way that we learned in society that that could happen was if we, we were fucking masculine, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and so what happens is, is we are, all of us are made up of this energy, this feminine and masculine energy. If you are what's called a feminine core being or, or a masculine core being, there's also that, but most women are feminine core beings and most men are masculine core beings. Um, it doesn't have to be super binary though. So you can kind of feel into what feels good for you as a feminine core being. That means that like 80 to 90% of my day should be in feminine energetics. So that means I should be resting. I should be playing. I should be having fun. I should be receiving. I should be feeling pleasure. Like, and then think about what women are actually doing. Yeah. Right? Not it's, that. it's not that. No. It's not that. Like women were historically, we're killing ourselves by being everything, by doing everything right? Like we, what we've been taught is motherhood even is just so masculine. It's just so fascinating to me. Cause I'm like, we think that being a mom is like cooking food and doing laundry and cleaning the house. And those are all masculine things. They're all checking things off of your to-do list. And then we're adding in, if you think of your ideal client, we're adding in and also do your workout, do your routine, do your like meal plan. And it's like, fuck, like you don't even get five seconds to be feminine. We literally right? were just talking about this today. Like how are we supposed to do all this motherhood and be in a relationship and prioritize our health? And like, I don't have enough space. I can't do all of that all the time. It is literally so draining. And I mean, I truly feel like that's why a lot of women dislike themselves. Totally. 
Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Well, because too, we set up these subconscious things. So if you think of it this way, oh, you guys know I'm already like going to bring the fire. So (laughs) our subconscious is addicted. Like we like the things we hate about ourselves. So like the things that we're like, oh, I hate that. I keep trying this new workout program and I keep trying to do this diet and then I fail at it. And then here I am feeling like shit again. And like, we hate that. We think we hate that but actually we love it on a subconscious. We like get off on it on a subconscious level because that's what our inner child knows is love and safety, which seems so fucked, but that's the truth. If you experienced masculine energy, right? Okay. So we're just going to go real basic. Yeah. If your father, think of who your father is, whoever's listening to this, he represented to you masculine energy. So if he was present, was he present? Was he present? Was he emotionally present with you? Was he stable? Like, was his, was he aware of his own emotions or did he suppress them? Right? Like, was he working himself to death? Did he, was he never around? Like that's where so many of us come from. And so what happens is then we learn on this subconscious level that in order to receive love, in order to get my dad's attention, in order for the masculine to meet me where I'm at, so like money or security or safety or whatever, then I have to become this version of me. And this is where the wounded masculine part comes in is we essentially contort ourselves to become more masculine. So I had worked with a lot of women that think they're really masculine. When I tell them this stuff, they're like, oh, well, I must be super masculine then because I love organization. I love checking things off my list. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, that's great. You can love those things but you're probably not a core masculine being. You probably think that you are. And this will show up in other ways. They'll be like, oh, well, I also have an autoimmune disorder. I'm also sick all of the time. I'm also super anxious. And I'm like, yeah, because you're repressing all of this feminine desire, right? Mm -hmm. So we become kind of these robots in order to survive life, which is what we've been trained to do, Mm -hmm. to be hyper-masculine, become robots to survive life, right? But deep down, there's like this desire literally within our womb space. That's like, I want more. Like, it's like, I literally want more. I want to feel turned on by my life. I want to experience amazing things. I want to rest and not feel guilty about it. I want to eat delicious foods of all kinds. I want to work out because I feel like it, not because I feel like I have to and feel all the shame surrounding it. There's so many things that come into play there. But if that little girl within you that's, that's in your subconscious, that's essentially controlling your life, if she believed she wasn't worthy of masculine love, unless she became this version of herself, then what she will do is she'll push all of that like feminine desire, feminine desire to the side, and she'll start to become this personality of, it's, it's called your, it's, it's essentially your ego of this is who I have to be right? Like I have to be this version of me. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I think for Lauren and I, for both of us, we have this wounded masculine that we have to just keep working harder. We always have to be working. And that was something if you're not working, then you don't receive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just look, but like, think, look at like how our society is built. That's how we were trained. Like we were trained to literally be in scarcity constantly. And we were trained to work, like we were trained that in order to get money, which for many of us, our dads like brought home the money and worked a ton. Then in order to get money, you had to work your ass off to get it. 
And then not to mention the very first kind of wave of entrepreneurship that we saw that was super public was all of these white, I say white men, but I'm sure it wasn't all white men, but the patriarchy essentially emerged and was like, and this is how you build a business, right? Like you leave the nine to five and you work like eight to 10, like yeah. it's such bullshit. And it's essentially just the same exact model of wounded masculine little boys, not gonna lie, that are working for value. Like they're working, they're still doing that old model of who I be is what I do. And those aren't the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's, they continue to perpetuate that same cycle of like, here, go outside of yourself. Here, go outside of yourself. And anytime you know that, like as a listener, or you guys or any of us, like anytime we're going outside of ourselves to get a need met, we essentially are operating in the wounded masculine energy, actually wounded feminine energy. Sorry. I meant to say that. Well, and that, and that's where what we do really comes into play in terms of healing from hustle culture and healing from diet culture and feeling like you can't love yourself and you never feel like you're enough because you're not doing enough. And it, I mean, it's all so connected. It's all connected. Yeah, I always say like whatever that whatever you're dealing with right now, if you think about it, we as beings came here to experience relationship. So we essentially came here to understand these feminine and masculine dynamics within ourselves, within the world. We forgot that when we came here. And now we're kind of remembering that. <laughs> so women are waking up in this aspect of like, what do I want in life again? Like, who am I? Like, what am I doing here? Right? Like, what is my purpose? And as we ask those questions is bringing us deeper into this space of like realizing all of these different masks that we've put on of this is what I need to do. And in so much of the work that you guys are doing, like you're holding space for people to heal from what I call masculine shields. So these aspects of like, I will finally be enough when I lose this weight, I will finally be enough when I am a clean eater, I will finally be enough when I have this $10,000 a month or whatever. And the truth is, is you could keep chasing that forever and you would. And most entrepreneurs literally do. Like people that are out there and they're, they're still, you know, they're making millions of dollars, but they're hustling like their asses off and they're working every single day. I'm not interested in it. I'm not yeah. interested in it. Cause I'm like, I want to live a feminine life. If you can't show me how to live a feminine life that's embodied and honoring my body. If I hear one message that's like, you just got to buck up. You just got to get over it. Like you just got to find the willpower within you. I'm like, nah, like, <laughs> see, ya. see, ya. like have a great day because that right there is an ego projection of a masculine shield. That's essentially saying your body feminine is telling you, I don't want to do this today, or I'm on my period, or this doesn't feel resonant. Like it's not resonating with me. Right. But so many fitness instructors, so many dietitians, so many, whoever they come in and they become this wounded masculine voice in your life that says too bad. Yeah. Do yep. it anyways. And then it ignites shame in you because you're like, what's wrong with me that I can't keep doing this thing. Right. When right? actually, when you're following your intuition and leaning into that feminine and listening to your body, then that's, that's the road to true happiness and true self-love and true healing. Yes. We're just not. I was just going to say the thing that comes up though, and I talked about this today. So it's like fresh in my mind. The thing that comes up is the only reason why we do this, right? These masculine shields is because we don't trust masculine energy. Mm -hmm. If we did, and this is subconscious, it's not something that we're like really aware of. 
if we did trust masculine energy, we would be able to relax into our feminine. So the core desire of every feminine core being is to surrender to their own masculine energy, to surrender to their partner, to surrender to money, to surrender to their business. Mm -hmm. But the only reason why we don't do that is because we don't trust masculine energy. So when you start to do it, which is what you guys are seeing for you, and like, I'm sure what your clients are starting to see is when you start to lean into that feminine energy, it's very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And what happens is then you realize like how much you really don't trust masculine energy. And what happens is all those wounds kind of start to bubble to the surface, which usually come out like anger and rage and grief about the years that you feel like you've lost or the years that you've put these things on, on top of yourself or the messages you've passed on to your kids or to clients or to whoever. And that's all that what's bubbling up to the surface is essentially your, your wounded masculine is wanting to be seen, to be healed. So that then it's not that we never have masculine energy or ever not do something. It's just that we lead as feminine core beings with our feminine. So we lead by receiving, we lead by just like radiating. Honestly, we lead by being in our truth. We lead by being in our flow. And then we ask our feminine energy. This is when it's in a more healed space. What type of divine masculine structure or support do you would make you feel super nourished right now, right? Mm -hmm. So that's like kind of on the other end where you'd be like, I feel like if I did have some type of routine in the day, like it would make me feel really nourished, but I wonder what that would be, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. what would that look like, you know? Or when it comes to money and it's not like, I have to micromanage every penny that comes in, but it'd be like, I wonder what kind of structure would feel super nourishing to me to know that like every Sunday I like sit down and look at what money's coming in and what's coming out or does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to ask you for an, for an example, um, in terms of like cycle syncing, cause we talk a lot about, you know, understanding your, you know, your cycle and leaning into your energy because your energy is different. And I mean, for me, when we got on this podcast, actually, um, I was like, Jenna, Jenna, um, Lockhart, there's two Jenna's on here. I was mm -hmm. like, I need you to take the lead on this podcast because I'm at the end of my luteal phase right now and my communication's not great. Um, mm -hmm. And so I, I feel very drained right now talking a lot. Um, and so she's like, yeah, that's totally fine. And so, but before when I didn't understand that, I would just get mad at myself because I don't have the energy to be communicating constantly. And I could have snapped at Jenna, but because I communicated to her like, hey, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm in this phase right now. And so just bear with me and communication's not great at this point. Um, but by leaning into that, it's really helped give myself grace. So I was thinking like in terms of an example, and I don't know if I'm on the right path here, but like leaning into your cycle is feminine and, totally. and paying attention to that. But also an example of maybe having some structure would be to think about what serves me best during those times. Yes. Planning yep. that. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent in your cycle. So like when you're bleeding, when you're um, follicular and when you're ovulating, those are really feminine times. So like, and your luteal phase is, is masculine. So yeah. that phase is like, and I'm in luteal too right now. So that's the phase where you're more thinking like, all right, what shit do I got to get done? Cause you're essentially preparing. It's almost like the nesting phase of when you're pregnant of like, if you've ever had been pregnant, like you're preparing for the rest, right? Yeah. 
So like in the luteal, we're preparing of like, and I always ask myself and my clients, I have them ask that too, of like, what, like most of the time during this phase of luteal, all the shit comes to the surface and usually it's with masculine energy. So what people think is PMS is like when you're a bitch, yeah. it's not you're a bitch. It's because all of your shit, which is not just your shit also, it's the feminine collective shit is rising up in your body. And it's like, please see me, please see me. Why? Because it's, it's getting ready to release. But what happens is with so many of us, we're so uneducated about this is we stuff it back down yeah. <laughs> and then we have really painful periods because our periods are actually here to serve us because they're literally releasing the energy that's stored in our bodies from the oppression, from the repression, from the rape, the abuse that we've experienced from masculine energy, toxic masculine energy in our bodies. And it's bringing it to the surface so that it can shed when we start to bleed. Right. Mm -hmm. But the world just is like, wow, you guys are bitches. And it's like, no, actually like I need, and what it's doing is it's like, yeah, you, you feel angry. Why? Because your body's grieving. Why? Because it's trying to release this stuff. Why? So that then in the next phase, when you're ovulating, you can call in even more of your feminine radiance so that you can stand even greater in your brilliance. So that you can call in more of that wealth or whatever that looks like for people, whatever they're calling in. I love this explanation because, you know, we've been talking about cycle syncing a lot on our Instagram recently um, and also in our podcast episodes. And we haven't explained it like this before um with with the whole you know feminine energy and masculine energy and i for me i mean it's so like so it's information that just makes me like take a deep breath like, yeah take the fucking glory <laughs> like yeah it's like you can yeah. finally you can finally just lean into yeah. being you and trusting your intuition i mean we talk so much about this, but it's so hard when you've got these, the masculine energies and like hustle culture, diet culture, like everything's just coming at you, telling you to do more and to shut all this down and to not pay attention. And you're going to have your period. You're going to feel like shit for a week and get through it. Show up anyways. Yeah. Okay. Wait, something just popped into me like a download when you said this. Okay. So a good way to think of this is that what you just described is all this shit is coming at me. It's penetrative. Can you feel it? Like literally, if you think of intercourse between a man and a woman, the woman opens her legs and is receiving and the man is penetrating. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, I, got. <laughs> I mean, literally think of it of when you feel all of that stuff. And this is how you can know if you're going to be working with like a more masculine coach or program or whatever the thing is that's coming at you. That's the shiny object that you're like, should I buy it? Should I not? the masculine is going to be penetrative. It's going to feel like it's trying to penetrate you literally. Like mm -hmm. I have the answer. Let me penetrate you. Right now yeah. when it's wounded, it's going to manipulate you into trying to get into you. Hi. Yes. Marketing. Literally. They just looked at each other. You guys can't even understand. the. <laughs> it's just so funny. We just recorded an episode on beach body and how manipulative their marketing is. And it all so there was in. a commercial about it was basically targeting moms that came after the workout and it was oh, like yeah. i don't know if you've seen it because i know we still do the workouts you know every now and then yeah so do i yeah the commercial came on and it was really like triggering to me about moms need to wake up even when their babies are crying and they need to be exercising oh it was like 
vomit. It was, but I felt penetrated in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, hail to the no, but I could see somebody being penetrated by that and being like, okay. I'm not enough I'm until, not enough. I, until I do, do this. this. Yeah, and see, that's the thing. That's the difference between, and maybe this is just so helpful for you guys as you're starting to, listeners, as you're starting to wake up to some of this energetic is everything is energy and, and not everyone even knows what energy they're kind of giving off, right? And we're all waking up to this, okay? So have so much grace with yourself as you're kind of playing with this and exploring. But when you are looking at, I want to become more feminine, somebody that is holding space for you who is literally operating in their feminine, they're going to just feel like this open flower that's just like inviting you in, okay? They're not going to be this giant penetrative, like digital penis trying to come into your field, right? Like it's this aspect of, and it's going to require you then to actually step into your masculine, your divine masculine and say, this is what I want, which is like an action derivative derivative rather than a wounded feminine saying, well, this guy, AKA this beach body program or whatever, just manipulated me into thinking that I need him to penetrate me. Like literally that's the dynamics that we're living out. So I feel like I just solved the world's problems. So we're good. (laughs) Yep. All good. Okay. So, so with the time we have left, let's go back. At one point in this episode, you talked about how we're just killing ourselves in motherhood. Like it's just so much. And I feel like that is a really good, not good, (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, a very appropriate lead in to your story because yeah, I haven't even told my story guys, but literally that's what happened to you. Yeah. Y'all. So like, this isn't just something I just like talk about. Um, and this is the difference between feminine leadership and wounded masculine is like, I don't ever teach on things I haven't actually embodied and experienced in my physical being. Um, because the feminine leads from her body. She bursts her reality through her literal body. So let that be. Anyways, um, so I actually have been in business for eight years. I started a nonprofit eight years ago after my son was born for moms, ironically. And it was awesome. And it was this huge thing. And I was like a community leader. And I was like this big wig in my like world. Not like actually like, I don't know, someone on the news, but like, I was a big wig in my world of people. Um, and I was this, this leader and like of this nonprofit that I was running. And I ran this business for five years. I made $0 and the whole entire thing within me was I had this really intense wounded feminine energy of I'm a martyr. So I'm here to serve, right? Like I'm, and this is huge for a lot of women is noticing like that martyr of like, well, this is just the lot that I chose. I'm just the mother. So I'm a victim to my children and to my circumstances and my reality. I'm a martyr. Woe is me, right? That's, that's wounded feminine energy. But so I had that, but I also had this masculine energy within me that the only way that I can make it, the only way that this business is going to run and be successful. The only way subconsciously, really, I only did this to try to get approval from my dad. Fun facts, never got it by the way. And subconsciously, once I get here, then I'll finally be approved of. Um, And so I constantly went outside of myself of like, if I could just do it like this person, oh, I have to become more masculine in this way. Oh, I have to get like my spreadsheets down. Oh, I have to have my board of directors be this way. And so I constantly was contorting myself to be this different versions of like, this is what it looks like um, to be successful in this arena. I became so masculine that at one point I had two kids. 
I really wanted to have a third. I didn't actually know I was pregnant. And, um, I had sat down with a mentor and I was like, I'm at this point where like this whole machine I built is so big and I can't sustain it. Um, I'm like dying basically inside. And all I want to do is go be with my kids. Like I want to have another kid, but I'm literally saying I can't have another kid because I have to like, keep this thing going. Mm -hmm. I don't have the energy, right? I'm sure a lot of women can relate to that. And I was actually pregnant when I said that, which is so funny because our body like literally prepares us for these things before our conscious mind has caught up. And I was like, I desire to leave, right? I want, I want to be done with this. So I went on this, I went on vacation and I wrote in my journal, um, I was writing my journal and I was like, I just want to be out of this situation. I want to leave this organization. I want to leave every aspect of leadership. Like I want to just be with my kids and make memories with my kids and that's it. I want it out. Okay. Mm-hmm. That same vacation, I ended up getting E. coli. Oh, I was pregnant, seven weeks pregnant. I had found out that week, <laughs> which really made me want to leave. I had gotten E. coli. I ended up having a UTI. I didn't know. I just thought I was like really pregnant or first trimester pregnant. I was really sick. Um, and then I ended up getting a kidney infection. Again, I was throwing up all the time, but I thought I was just pregnant. So I didn't know. And I ended up going septic. So what that means is essentially before you're dying, your body, like the infection moves to your bloodstream and your body starts to shut down because you're dying. So I was there before I went to the hospital and I got there like a couple hours before, um, I almost died and thankfully they figured out what was wrong. And I ended up getting all of the things like the one time I thanked modern medicine for saving my life. Um, but ended up surviving through that. Um, when I was actually sleeping that night, um, sepsis like makes you hallucinate like real bad, but it also, and I was like dying. So like, I've almost died twice. This is really strange, but I've almost died twice. And it's like this out of body experience where you like experience all the realms anyways. And I was like in this realm where I realized that like, I was going to quit everything. Everyone was going to hate me. I was going to lose my reputation, but that's like, was my way out that I asked for. So I woke up, I did not even know I went septic. Like I didn't know any of this stuff. I didn't know I had almost died. Like I didn't know anything. I just knew I was really sick. Okay. I woke up in the morning. My husband came and he was like, Hey babe, like, how are you feeling? And I was like, literally looked at him dead straight and was like, I'm quitting everything. We're going to lose everything. Everyone's going to hate us, but this is what we're supposed to do. And he was like, okay, like maybe you're just like, <laughs> a little too many drugs, like have a good, good rest. But exactly what I said is exactly what ended up happening. Um, I ended up having post-sepsis syndrome where I like had to recover for a year. I couldn't get out of bed at all for an entire year. Like couldn't even walk up the steps. So I went from training for a marathon. I was training for a marathon and to not being able to walk up the stairs. Oh, um, yeah, like I couldn't mother. So it was a very humbling time. I ended up losing, losing quote unquote, I use quotes, um, everything, but I think I gained everything. Um, but, uh, people hated me. I lost every friend. <laughs> like it was intense. Um, I had my giant, quit? huh? Because you quit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. lost every quote unquote friend. Yeah. Like, let's yeah. be quote real. unquote. All the quotes. Let's well, do the quotes. Lot, <laughs> lot of quotes. But like what? These people hated you because you quit. Like that's how yeah, because hard. if you think of it, this is how our brains work is when you decide, and this will probably happen with a lot of you listening is when you decide I'm going to live in my feminine energy, it's super triggering to people when you have held a position for so long. 
So when you, they, when they expect you to be a version of you and you say, I'm no longer subscribing to this version, usually you're playing out some subconscious trauma thing. And then you decide to not do it. And then they're triggered by you not doing it. And then they hate you for it. Well, yeah. I feel like that. I mean, with our teaching jobs, we both quit that mm-hmm. and that happened with yeah. some people. And also yeah. with us quitting beach body coaching, that happened yeah, that with happened. some people. So, That's I mean, true. it, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So if you're holding, especially if you're holding like masculine space, which is what I was doing for a lot of people, yeah. then you essentially trigger all their abandonment wounds. So me leaving them was about me. Right. But to them, and they don't even know this, they're no, there's no way they know this, but unconsciously me leaving them had nothing to do with me. It had to do with their dad leaving them, them right. Or their mom leaving them or whoever. And so then it causes them to go into fight or flight. And then they reenact this whole scenario where they hate me and da, 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 da. So that was cool. Um, but so I went through that. What? I was gonna say, this is why we have partnered with you in, in some of the work that we've done because healing subconscious wounds are everything. It's everything. It is. It's literally everything. It's the fact, and it's, you will keep running into yourself over and over and over again. And I think that's the thing that people can learn from my story is that um, I, you weren't meant to live this hyper-masculine life. I knew that deep down. Like I knew I was out of alignment. But it took my body, which I love our bodies, but our bodies are always trying to get our attention. They're, mm-hmm. they're literally our subconscious. So when you have shit going on in your body, it's because your subconscious is trying to release things and it's trying to get your attention, mm-hmm. right? And so my body obviously was like, let's really get her attention, right? And I was forced in this beautiful, loving way to surrender to this feminine energy of rest and to receive and to let go and to emotionally heal and to start doing the subconscious healing work. And which then eventually led me into this place of now I'm going to start this business, which I started obviously to hold this healing space subconsciously for other women as they move from this hyper masculine world into who they truly are. Right. And as a mom, I have three kids. My third kid is a literal miracle. Um, the fact that we both survived that is insane. She was only seven weeks in utero. <laughs> and like, I have three children. Like sometimes I'm like, y'all, I have three children. Like that's a lot of kids when I look around. Wow. <laughs> um, I'm not sure how that happened, but anyways, I have three kids and I'm like super, I run a business. I help training other women in so many different ways, healing these aspects of moving from this. This is who I have to be and perform to be to this is who I truly am in all of the trauma that resurfaces of like, do I deserve that? Like, am I worthy of living a life where I get to have it all? Like, am I worthy of having massive amounts of wealth and health and purpose and also being a mother, right? Like, am I allowed to hire help? Like, right? Like there's, there's reasons subconsciously why we don't do this. There's reasons why we put ourselves in positions of scarcity There's reasons why subconsciously, why we continue to put ourselves in spaces of burnout. And that's because we're addicted to those patterns. And where I always am like that truth speaker that comes in and I trigger the shit out of people. And I love it because I always say I I live to be a trigger. I either trigger people to their deepest shadows and they hate me, or I trigger people to be their highest versions of, of themselves and they love me. And I always tell my clients, you all love me but there's a lot of people that don't. <laughs> and I'm like, that just shows you that I'm still the same version of me. Right. Right. And everything that we're doing is just projecting our own subconscious shit onto other people. 
And so when we do this, and maybe this will serve your client is when we do this with the new fad program or with the new, or what we've done in the past, right? Of this, this coach that's going to save us from our whatever, this, this, that's going to come and, and rescue us. When we're projecting that, it's from that wounded space that says, come and rescue me, right? It's that wounded, which we've literally been trained to be since we were born, this wounded feminine, non able to do anything for herself version of us that says, I need you out there to come and rescue me in here. Rather than saying, I have everything I need within me, right? How do I call on this divine masculine that shouldn't be my 90%, but should be that 10 to 20% of me that says, what is that action that's really going to support me and serve me? So for instance, that could be like, and this a lot of times looks like romancing yourself. Like this could literally be, okay, you're in your luteal phase, Lauren. It could be like, what would, what do you wish that your husband would do for you that he's not going to like know to do, right? Like go out and buy yourself fucking flowers, go draw yourself a bath, go put the flowers in the bath, light the candle, spend the money, like do whatever the thing is that you're like, damn, I wish you would just ever get it. Right. They don't get I it. I literally called Jenna this morning and was screaming into my phone because it was just a hell of a morning. Let me just tell you. Yeah. And I was like, I don't even care. I went and bought $70 worth of collagen because my hair is falling out. And she's like, I'm like, and I don't care. <laughs> but this is you healing because literally what happens is, especially when we have partners and trust me, I get this of we go, we still are doing this. We're looking at, I mean, it's a whole novel of like, you complete me. And it's like, I need you to be my masculine. Like, no, you don't. You don't need a program. You don't need a, a partner to be your masculine. They like that though. And so they want that. But when we learn to be feminine, then we say, I'm also my own masculine, which is triggering as shit, especially to our partner. Because what triggers in them then is like, am I not good enough for her? So what happens is you essentially stand in your, in that space in your luteal phase and your masculine and say, or in your feminine and say, what do I really want? Like, what would feel super sexy to me right now? Like what would like make me feel, oh my God, I feel so held right now that I don't have to go out there and make all this money. I don't have to go out there and be this version of mommy. Like I can just rest. <laughs> right. And that's the difference between masculine woundedness of, I have to do all these things so that then one day I can feel rest. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to ask, I'm already rested. Mm, delicious. What do I need to even like bring that even more into this space of like luxury right now? Right. Yeah. And I always say the masculine needs to do good, to feel good. And the feminine needs to feel good, to do good. Wait, did I say that right? Do yeah. Good, you feel did. Good. Yep. Yeah. And so the feminine, like, so men will project onto us often. Why don't you just do the thing? And then one day we'll be millionaires. Or why don't you just do the thing? And then our house will be clean. Or why don't you just, right? But that's the way that they operate. Mm -hmm. They get those hormone endorphins going when they do it. And then they feel good when they serve the world. And then they feel good when they direct with purpose. And then they feel great. And we try to emulate that because we've never, we've been trained to be men. We're not men. So as we retrain ourselves to be feminine, it's, I actually, babe, I actually have to feel good to, to do good. Let's just try like one month of me prioritizing me feeling good and see what happens. And I promise you, your like your 
productivity or whatever will go through the roof because it will not be out of this. Like I have to go outside of myself and exert all this energy you don't have to get something done. And it will move from this nourishing space of like, I feel fucking fantastic. Like, sure, kid, I'll do this for you. Like, sure. Yeah. Sure, I'll clean the house or sure. Like I'll go and make a million dollars. Right. And that's the difference between moving from the feminine energy and the masculine energy. Oh, this was so good. Jenna brought the fire as always. (laughs) Oh, so good. Well, Well, we definitely need to have you back to dive deeper into, because we really, we asked her to be very um, basic and explain the basics of masculine versus feminine, I guess. Um, I feel like now that we have established this, I definitely want to go even deeper at some point. So we need to have you on again. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely went deeper than the surface stuff. That's good. No, but it was Doctor. good because you explained it really well. Yeah, that's what we love really about you. Well. So can you let everybody know how, if this really spoke to them, how can they get in touch with you? How can they get a hold of you to work with you? For sure. Um, so my Instagram handle is the underscore healer underscore within you. I'm sure you guys are putting that in your your notes or whatever. That's well, basically it. I pretty much show up only on Instagram because again, feminine technique is I only want to show up where it feels really good for me. And it feels really good for me to fucking show up on Instagram and Facebook doesn't. So I only show up on Instagram right now. <laughs> so that's where you can find me. I really love that because coming from, you know, we also have our own business and we had, and I think this is why we may have become pregnant. When you were saying your body does things before your mind does like slow down, we both got pregnant at the same time. Interesting. Um, she wasn't trying, I wasn't trying, none of that was happening. And then we were leading our business. So masculine, so masculine, everything was so masculine then we had our babies and it was like, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and I was even thinking when you were saying how, you know, your experience with going septic and all that forced you to slow down. I tried after I had my baby, I tried to get back into the routine of like, do the workouts, do the things, do the meal plans. And then I had this bladder prolapse and couldn't work out for months. And so that yeah. ended up, I actually, I tagged you in a post that I wrote about that because I actually feel like that situation healed me in terms of my addiction to workouts and, and what I was using that for, because now I I don't have any of the same attachments to them that I used to. Yeah. I mean, if you think about the medicine that you provide these women and honestly, like those of you who are listening, you're being called deeper. There's no way you can listen to my shit and not be activated. So congrats, (laughs) but you're being called deeper into a space of listening to your body as your Oracle, as your guide not as the opposite of like, something's wrong with my body. And I need to continue to try to force it to be, I like want to cry, like try to force it to be something that is some other person's version of what perfect is instead of it being like, Oh my God, your body has been trying to get your attention the whole time because it loves you. And like, it's literally your Oracle. Like it's literally your guide. So anything that comes up in your body, like it's your body is trying to, it's trying to get your attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you think about women, like you literally hold life. You're a literal portal between realms. Like sometimes I think people don't understand, like, how did it, how did human life happen? Like you are a portal. Like you literally transport a soul, a spirit, like into being onto the planet earth. Like what the fuck? And women <laughs> hate our bodies. Like what? 
Like <laughs> what is happening, right? Like this is the world that you're being ushered into. Yeah. It's like, you are perfect and lovely and your body knows everything. Your body holds onto everything that you are not willing to see at the moment. But at some point it brings it up through a prolapse, through a sickness, through, through anxiety, whatever. All these things are, are just symptoms. They're just signals trying to get your attention of like, Hey babe, it's time to go deeper. Love it. Well, thanks so much for getting on with us. We could talk forever, but it was so good. So we good. Have, we don't have 24 hours. In, well, we do, but not really. We're not going to talk <laughs> 24 for episodes coming up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jenna. Well, we will link her Instagram handle in the show notes. So make sure to go and follow her and watch her Instagram stories because every time I click on her Instagram stories, she's saying something that I need to hear. Always. <laughs> Ta-ding. Love you all. Thank you so much for listening. See you soon.